0: sharing common interests also means uh growing together a big part of your your what you bring to the table as a as a businessman is your name and your reputation in their minds and in their hearts nobody else can can steer this ship like they can
1: Hi leaders, welcome to yet another episode of Access Genie, the podcast that opens the doors to the successful world of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Ansela Numbew, and we're coming to you live from the the Cliffside Boutique getaway. You must check it out. The details are right below. Today we're having such an incredible conversation that a lot of entrepreneurs around the world really struggle with. That is the marriage between entrepreneurship and your spouse or whoever you're in a relationship with becomes difficult, right? I'm joined by an incredible relationship coach. You probably have heard his voice on radio or you, maybe you've read his posts or whatever. Online, he's really active on social media. His name is Linda Yende. Thank you so much, Linda, for joining us today.
0: It's an absolute pleasure. I swear, I thought you were going to say it.
1: He's Uncle L. Uncle <laughs> L! <El. laughs> he is Uncle L. Well. Thank you so much. You know, it's been really important for me to have this conversation around relationships and entrepreneurship. And and when I was reading some of your posts and watching your videos when you talk about relationships online, I realized that really people don't just change, but people get to know who they are. They become more conscious of themselves and to us it feels like changing but they've just became awakened to, to who they are. How did you grow to knowing yourself and who you are to such an extent that you can start advising other people on relationship matters?
0: You know, I think that, that there's a word that you put in there, growth. Mm. A big part of, of, of evolution, um a big part of 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 whatever experience you go through in life should be growing you in some way you know you you doing this 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 podcast that's growth and at the end of this process at the end of each episode hopefully there's got to be something that you've learned that you are not doing better in the next episode than you did in the previous one do you know what i mean yeah that's growth so for somebody to begrudge you of that growth and to have a problem with the new ancilla who now knows how lights should be set up is problematic. Yeah, You know? Um, and, and and that's their truth. They're entitled to it. They're entitled to, to, to be bothered by it and to want you to stay in the same place. Um, but you're not forced to mm. stick to that. Mm. We grow. On a, on, a, on a daily basis And if we don't we should be worried yeah um if somebody says to me you've changed i take it as a compliment in as much as some people take it as a bad thing i go thank you because if you say i've changed it means all the changes all the growth that I'm that i'm experiencing that I'm implementing um is actually visible mm-hmm. and i appreciate that yeah. because we are human beings Mm. We are constantly being better versions of ourselves. We're constantly being different versions of ourselves. People shouldn't expect you to be the same person you were a year ago, five years ago. And it takes a very special person in your life to appreciate that and to be okay with that. Mm. And to understand that you can't be the same boy that... The same girl that mm. she met 15 years ago. You're a different person. Yeah.
1: You talk about it taking a, a special person to realize that. Yeah. But it's so difficult to know that this is the special person that I'm supposed to be with. How do you know that, you know, this one Yeah, special and is the one? You
0: know... You say it's difficult. I, I, I think it's, it's it's the easiest thing in the world. Um, I think it takes you feeling like I can totally be myself around this person and you go, wow. Because the reality is we often have to put on a mask you you're out there, you're on a first date, and you send your PR representative mm-hmm. <laughs> on this date, yeah. you know, to, to to just kind of represent who you, you you want this person to think you are. Yeah. But as time goes,
1: and it's unsustainable. You
0: can't sustain it. Yeah. You've got to release the real you. Mm-hmm. So for you to be able to 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 bring out the real you freely and comfortably. For you to be, to be able to, to not feel the need to try and be something that you're not, that's a good, a good place to be. That's where you want to be. And once you found somebody that allows you to be like that, to be the real you around them. And and, and you're not asking for permission, but mm-hmm. it's it's somebody that that around whom you are so free to be you. You don't need to put on any the front any front. Yeah. You don't need to, to, to try and impress them, try to be something that, mm. that, that you're uncomfortable with. Yeah. That is a good sign.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a great sign. Um I think we complicate these things sometimes. Mm. Uh, I've I've heard so many people talk about how they they've been dating or they've been engaged for 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 seven years or ten years because they're still not sure if this person is the one they're
1: not. Mm. Because you'd know. You would know. Yeah. You would
0: really know. Yeah. The longer you have to wait, um, you're just looking for a a marriage of surrender. Mm. You know that point where you go, "Ah, okay, well, we've been together for so long anyway. We might as well just get Mm. married. But that person was never the one. How many times have you heard um uh people say, "We're in a relationship for seven years. We broke up, and within three months he married the new the new the new the new person that yeah. found
1: yeah
0: with that person he knew with you he didn't, and that's fine you know um th- th- that that was the the time and place that's where you were. But if you were hoping for marriage, then it's not fine. Mm. You know, some people are okay with not being married, and that's mm. fine, that's that's their choice. Um, but just know that you shouldn't be sitting there and holding on and hoping and, you know, thinking somewhere along the way, it'll eventually get to that point, it never does.
1: It never does. And it's interesting when you talk about just knowing. I met my husband when we are both first year in Vasudeh at the University of Johannesburg. And I remember when I knew that this man is going to be my husband. I was young at the time. I was 18 or so. And I remember praying in his apartment at Laboree and I'm like, God, show me the sign, tell me that he's, he's the one. And for the first time ever in my life, I spoke in tongues. I've never done it before. I come from a Seventh-day Adventist background. We don't speak in tongues in my church. So, So for me, it was such an outer body experience and I had chills all over my body. I remember him coming in and trying to stop me because he didn't understand like what's going on with you and i couldn't stop myself and i was just going on and on i didn't know what i was saying but everything felt supernatural if i'm to use that word it was like such an outer body experience and i was like okay this is the sign i was looking for and this person is the one and that coupled with how he treated me and continues to treat me and how he values me in his space was important. However, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is just having this understanding of people changing and how marriages and entrepreneurship work together. When we met, we were at university, sure. so no obligations, we were just students. And then we both went into the space of work. He went and did his work in tech, and then I went into work as a journalist. However, through my journey as a journalist, I discovered my passion for entrepreneurship, and then I became an entrepreneur. Sure. So somebody would say, I grew. I would say, I became who I already was just at the right time. Because then I was younger, I had to meet certain people and understand certain things about business. Then I became an entrepreneur. But you'd ask somebody else and they'll say, oh, Ansela changed because who I was when I was employed as a journalist and who I am now are two very different people. Got less time to do anything with anybody, even for friends and family. So last week I asked my husband what it feels like being married to an entrepreneur. And his answer was, it's painful. (laughs) He said, it's painful. And I was triggered and surprised at the same time because I was like, how can it be painful? I'm such a perfect wife. I cook, I do this. I'm like, we have such open lines of communication. It should be amazing being married to me. It's like being married to you, I love, but being married to an entrepreneur is painful because of how busy you are and laptop always on your lap or your phone. And I can't really come in between that because I understand that's something that's driving you. So I have to support you. But then on the relationship front, sometimes it feels painful because we go on vacation. He's taken me to secluded spaces where there's no Wi-Fi and I wake up in the morning to drive out on the highway to go find Wi-Fi to send emails, right? So how do entrepreneurs like myself balance marriages? Because it's not a good thing for a spouse to feel pain with their partner.
0: I think, first of all, you should be grateful that he was willing to tell you that. Um speak his truth speak um honestly about how how it makes him feel look there's a there's there's a lot of compromise that's required um once you become an entrepreneur it's very different um, ball game altogether when you're an employee he knows you know that you clock in at nine o'clock and you clock out at five o'clock you get your salary at the end of the month and everybody's happy. Mm. But here you are trying to be a bigger and better version of yourself. It's almost like you've taken up going to the gym. He has to uh, understand that that means you now leave the house at five in the morning and not at nine because you're on a journey to self-improvement. And he needs to understand that you're going to go to the gym in the afternoon, and sometimes you're going to do push-ups in the living room. <laughs> do, do you know what I'm saying? Um, you are working on 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 personal growth. You're working on building something that 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 means a lot to you. There's compromise there. However, you also then have to have a certain level of compromise. And that is being very intentional about your time with him as well. Um, To the point where you're able to say, you know what, this is our time and strictly our time. I'm not going to go and and chase after Wi-Fi. Look, if you want to go chase after Wi-Fi um, while he's taking a nap... Or something like that. Not a, t- not a train smash. But you shouldn't be getting to the point where it becomes disruptive of your family life so much that your family life becomes non-existent. Um, one of the best periods on of my life was a time when my wife and I were both working... Together on the same venture, because then that was a shared passion. That meant I understood, she understood. We were very much on the same page. That's easier. But the moment you are on on divergent paths, he's going this way, you're going that way. Um, sometimes it really, in fact, often it feels painful, because. He doesn't share your passion for what you are doing. Um, Every minute that's taken, that's given to the business is being taken from him. We're still at home. So um, my suggestion, even with the home situation, is you really do need to have a no compromise hour or two hours or whatever it is you decide. No compromise two hours where you are giving him undivided attention and you forget about the the Mm. phone, you forget about the, the laptop. And there needs to be a day that is dedicated strictly to saying, you know what, this is our time and our time alone. Everything else, the compromise needs to unfortunately come from his side. But you are now meeting him halfway because you're saying, this, our time, your time and nothing
1: else yeah and and the time factor of it also sometimes can become ambiguous right so a lot of yeah. couples spend quality time yeah. watching for example television sure and as I was preparing for this conversation I looked at the kinds of time in my home that we'll spend together and I was like I just want to look at the times when we spend television and when we do other things hmm. and I realized that if we watch our favorite show, for example, Survivor, we aren't growing as a couple. It's just something that we're sitting, doing together. Mm. But the relationship in itself is not growing compared to when we go and try something new that neither of us has ever tried before. Then I find that I feel the growth. I see it when we do those sort of Kinds of activities, so this quality time issue also becomes a factor. It's because what's quality and what are you doing in that time, or mm. the two hours, or the day that you you talk about, to ensure that the relationship is actually growing.
0: You know, uh, it's actually quite interesting that um, I think at some point I used to think like you, like you in this in this matter, but I also realized that sharing common interests also means uh, growing together. So even a simple thing like Survivor, just to be able to say, oh my gosh, I can't believe he did that, or whatever, whatever, you're sitting there, you enjoy the show together, right? Yes, it's not um, it, you're not sitting there and having a conversation about yourselves as a couple and whatever, whatever, but that doesn't make it a bad thing either. If you're able to watch something together, it's no different to you going cycling together. When you think about it, it's no different to you going. uh, It's an activity that you are both doing and both enjoying at that moment. Not always mm. a bad thing.
1: Maybe maybe let's define what Especially growth means. Especially if you
0: both like it. Okay, mm. but...
1: What growth means within a relationship. But this is not growth. Okay.
0: What we're talking about. All right. What we're talking about here is just a an activity that brings you closer. Because you both enjoy it. It's a bonding activity.
1: Okay.
0: Similar to... Um, Guys watching a soccer game together because they enjoy soccer. Um, my wife never never used to like Formula One, for example, and then Drive to Survive came along and we started watching Formula One. I look forward to those Sunday afternoons. I actually found that I don't enjoy watching a Formula One race without her anymore, because it's a bonding experience. So do not uh, despise those bonding experiences. It's something that you enjoy together. And Formula One will never be the same for me ever again without her. So it's not wasted and it's not a lost activity, that. Watching Survivor, I, 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 I I would never watch Survivor but she loves it. And when she watches it, I can see her, uh, you know, those moments where, what do you call it? Tribal council Mm. and all of that and there's all these things. And and that's become a bonding experience all on its own because you now have a, a common interest, an additional common interest that never even existed. I can never watch... There's so many things that I can't watch now uh, that I probably used to watch by myself. But now I have to watch it with her because she enjoys it as much as I do. And I love watching her reaction and I love sharing my my reaction to something. And, and that's become a bonding experience. All on its own, don't despise it.
1: Okay. So I love that you, you differentiate between bonding and growth. Yes. Because yes. those will be really different things, because I I, I, I I come from the school of thought that if you don't actively, intentionally work on growth, then that's when you'll find separation and you wake up 20 years later and you're like, where are totally we, what are we doing? Yeah. And you're just strangers in the same sure. home. Sure,
0: sure. So, so yes, there's definitely, there's bonding and there's growth. All I'm saying is, do not think that the bonding Moments are are negative because sometimes I, I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, but we're just watching TV, and we're not talking, and we're not." That's still a bonding experience, and it's still something that's that, that's that's great for you as a couple. But it's not enough
1: you, on its own. It's not
0: enough on its own. Yeah, you're correct, and that's why you need to have those um, the the, the, the dates the dates for example just go out have a meal together have a conversation uh phones down uh no external interruptions even at home there needs to be that time that's separate from the phone time where you able to just connect say you know how was your day what what you, how are things going you know with your business whatever the case might be um, I've often found that a lot of people feel uncomfortable with their partners wanting to know how things are going with their work and with their whatever. Um, I think it's because they, they feel it's a bit of a, an interrogation rather than a conversation.
1: That's already a problem. Yeah, if you feel like problem. your partner wanting to know about your life, because mm. you still have separate lives, even if you're married yeah. to somebody, is an interrogation. There's, then there's like deeper issues. I suppose your coaches maybe could even trace it from childhood sometimes or, or growth or whatever traumas that past other people have in past relationships. Yeah.
0: What happens, what I've often found, is if somebody has... Th- there's a lot of people... Who have been in relationships with people who have absolutely no interest in their lives and what they do. And the only time they start asking the questions is when they have some kind of suspicion. So, in that, you then start having this feeling that when I get asked questions, it's because she has a suspicion. When I start getting asked these questions, it's because there's something she's heard, <laughs> there's something she's uncomfortable with, there's something she's probing. So you're already on the back foot. You are already thinking anything you say can and will be used against you mm-hmm. in the court of love. So you know, you sit there and you 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 you're always concerned. Why is she asking? What have you heard? What did you mm. see? What 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 are you suspecting? What are you thinking? And it doesn't obviously it doesn't mean that it's because there's anything that he's hiding, but just because of past experiences where the questions always seem to signify uh a, a negative thing mm. rather than genuine
1: interest. Interest, yeah. yeah. And for entrepreneurs, I suppose those questions sometimes can get heightened where you yeah, in a relationship, maybe there's no trust or just a basic foundation of understanding. Mm. Because as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of early mornings, late nights, travel, you're bidding for this and bidding for that, yep. and, and so many meetings that sometimes your relationship could feel like there's a third party in it, yeah. and the business is, in itself is the third party Absolutely. within the relationship. So how do entrepreneurs, first of all, create spaces of, comfort especially for their spouses in such a relationship where you know that there is a third party and you can't run away from it Mm. because as a startup it is your third party you need to feed your family um the income is important for the home until you get to a certain level of of revenue within that business
0: and let's not forget that other bit you are passionate about Mm. this see passion just takes over it takes over, like uh, when you're passionate about something, you could do it for 12 hours nonstop and not even be, you know, be aware that 12 hours has lapsed. And and that is, is, is it, it, at some times, makes you then forget about your partner, forget about it, because you're so focused on what you're doing. You are here, you are gung-ho, you're you, you trying to make things happen, you're excited about it and you forget to check in and you forget to just say, Hey, listen, I'm having a great day, but I'm, I'm good. You know, don't, don't, don't worry about me, but I am thinking about you. So the third party, you always have to ask yourself third party at what expense?
1: Mm.
0: And that, that requires you to be mindful. It requires you to always remember. Um, even the simplest things, um, when, when you leave home and you're going to an appointment, to just pop a text to say, you know what, um, made it here safely. Because she's probably sitting there wondering, oh my gosh, he's on the road. You no, know, bad things happen on the road.
1: I always think my husband is dead. There we go. If he lives and he doesn't test, I'm like, oh my goodness, what go. has happened to him? <laughs> there we go.
0: But so easily, he could get there. And as he gets, as he's walking in, the person that he's meeting is, is right there as well. And they, hey, how are you doing? The conversation has started mm-hmm. with them. And it would be so rude of him, he feels, mm-hmm. to just say, please give me a second. Let me just send this text. The conversation has started. Before you know it, three hours have gone by into that conversation and he hasn't checked in with you to let you know that he's okay. You are sitting there stressed out mm. of your mind. So it really requires you to be intentional, to be mindful, to sit there and say, you know mm. what, I must remember to, 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 do that. to check in. Yeah. I must remember to let him know. And, and it's a work in progress, not... I don't think anybody can ever perfect that to a T and be, and be brilliant at it. But you, it, 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 does, it does require for you to just kind of constantly have that in, in, in your mind. Um, I think it's actually quite a, quite, quite, quite a funny thing when you think about it, because at first there's just you. At first it's just you. And you are accountable to only you. You are, you know, the only person that you you, 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 you owe any explanation to or any uh, 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 accountability to is you. And then somebody comes into your life. Now you have to start thinking for two. You are thinking for two. You, you have to always remember the impact of what you are doing to her. Because you're sharing a life together. And then along comes number three, the business. Now you have to start thinking about everything that you do, impact on A, B, and C. And you have to keep trying to balance those three. It's 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 a process and it's not an easy transition to make for for for, for any of the parties. Mm, yeah. But you both as a couple need to constantly be reminding one another you both as a couple need to constantly um remember not to take it personally you say you know what um i'm 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 going to remind you and i'm going to keep reminding mm. you hey listen you didn't touch base mm. hey listen um you know, what, yeah. whatever the case might be.
1: And you know what a lot of therapists always say when people go to marriage counseling is advise couples to say, this makes me feel a certain way. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, um, if, if couples, for example, with us, when we try to self-counsel, um, it's been important because I always that have that fear that something bad has happened to him. So I had to make it clear because we have that clear communication space sure. the same way you can tell me it's painful to be you know, with an entrepreneur mm. I was able to say to him listen you not texting when you get to your destination makes me panic and then I stopped being productive because now I'm worried that maybe something happened to you so you have to stop putting me in that space of anxiety it might be a me problem maybe because of my own issues because when we talk about it like oh maybe it's because my father left when i was a kid so i always have this thing at the back of my mind that maybe male figures would live i mm. don't know mm. but we ended up getting to a space where we say no matter what trauma or whatever thing is there what you need to know is that when you don't communicate that's what i think and then it puts me in a space of anxiety so i think vulnerability within relationships is also really important because yeah. sometimes we mask our feelings and then that's when you wake up one day and your marriage is dead because you're building so much resentment yeah. with your spouse because of what they're not giving to you. But they don't know they should be giving that to you or yeah. that's what you want them to give to you.
0: Yeah. Um, when you A, I feel B. Mm-hmm. The moment you use that phrase... Like you say, you then make yourself vulnerable because now you expose your feelings. But in the process, the person does not feel attacked anymore because now they understand that what I'm doing carries consequences in how it makes you feel. So, yes, that phrase is so, so crucial. Instead of saying, you must stop doing A, B, C, or you do A, B, C. That's that's a personal attack. But when you, A, I feel B, you are now saying these are the consequences of those actions. Whenever you don't communicate, I feel anxious. I worry. Then they understand the reason why you are Asking them to constantly do certain things. Mm-hmm. Why it is that you, you you insist on them doing it? It requires vulnerability from you. It requires um, introspection from you. Um, we sometimes have a, a, a an approach in relationship that's almost like a parent. That because i say so (laughs) isn't what just me saying so enough for you to do it no it's not because i'm a grown-up and it helps for you to give me your thought process and give me your logic why it is that you want me to do this and once you've opened up like that it gives me a very different perspective Mm. So, both of us, both of you in that situation need to do some Some work. Some work.
1: Definitely. And you know, in the space of entrepreneurship, sometimes our businesses or even just careers become our identity. And that's really mm-hmm. how we're raised, right? When, yeah. when you're growing up, they say, what do you want to be? Not who are you or who do you want to be? It's yeah. like, what do you want to be? You want to be a police officer, you want to be a nurse, you want to be a journalist, whatever it is, rather than who do you want to be? Mm. So much that even when you become an entrepreneur for a lot of entrepreneurs, their identities are linked to the businesses and the stuff that they do. So much that sometimes we've seen so many a time founders... Um, getting into scandals and their stock prices for their businesses going down Mm. etc because of the personality in what's happening in that person's private life then it becomes your identity and your spouse is now tied not only to you but the identity of your business as well you you you're now so and so this wife to the CEO of, now that person's identity is also tied to it. How do we unlearn um, and and get to a place of realizing that there can be a separation between entrepreneurship and family?
0: Can they though? In the bigger scheme of things. Let me tell you why I'm asking this. Yes, we'd like to believe that there, there can be a separation. But the reality is a big part of your your what you bring to the table as a as a businessman is your name and your reputation that's a fact if you there's certain people who will who will uh, buy into a business idea because of the name and the person that's behind it um, A business's reputation will be linked to whoever is at the helm. There's no doubt about it.
1: But it's possible and- also to unlink it, right? There's so many examples that we can look at where you don't even know who the founder is um, or what they're doing. I'll, I'll give you, Cook, as an example. I know it's an incredible milk kit company. And when I Google, I see the names. I don't know how they look like. I don't know if they're married or not or if they're single or not. Mm. It just depends on the strategy towards building that particular venture where you can have separation At the beginning, maybe the first year or so, obviously to be linked to you because you're trying to do some marketing. But then you can also unlink it to your person so that it becomes its own identity. The same way Coca-Cola and all those big brands have their own identities outside of the founders who are not even with us anymore.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, um, I think the point, though, is this. Um, It depends on the on, on the on the stage of of development of the business um uh pemberton was was directly linked with with coca-cola in the first 5 years or 10 years of the of of the brand and of the of of the product but somewhere along the way perhaps it then becomes the, 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 there is that separation um where coca-cola has its 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 life as a brand and pemberton is just a guy. Um, but Colonel Sanders is still KFC to this day. He never got to achieve a separation. Steve Jobs is still Apple despite the fact that he's, he, he, he has passed on. And if anything comes out right now about Steve Jobs' life, even though he passed on years ago, it'll have an impact on, 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 on the brand still. So it, it depends on, on, on whether you at some point manage to actually separate. Some people become larger than life and they become the brand. Some people develop this, this, this um, I think here's, here's, an, here's a nice example. Warren Buffett is not tied to anything, if truth be told. There's not a single company that would really uh, struggle um, if if, if a Warren Buffett scandal came out, hypothetically. Not really. There isn't a single company that's dependent on the Warren Buffett name. But um, if Jeff Bezos... Jeff Bezos is one company. <laughs> that's one company. That's one brand. So I think it it, it does depend on whether you, at some point, willing to relinquish um, a, a part of your of of, of, of of your of your power and part of of your link to the brand. Um, and just be the guy that's that, that's that's in the background i've got my ceo i've got an, a whole entire company that's running it it it's it is hard i guess that's what i'm that's where i'm going with this yeah. it's very hard um to relinquish that power
1: mm-hmm. i think one of the common themes during this conversation now so far has been intentionality right so yeah. i suppose when entrepreneurs build their businesses with that intention to begin with, then they're able to build a strategy that allows them to do that. Mm. Then even the way in which they tell the stories of the business is not really about stories about themselves. It becomes stories about the business and what the business is trying to achieve and what the business is doing. Then it changes conversation to be able to sort of separate yourself a little bit from Mm. the business. Because Mm. I think that that little bit of separation when you know that there's you and there's the business, it can really help in the relationship on the home front because you're already training your mind to understand that those are two separate Mm. entities that play different roles within your life at at, at different stages within your life, right? And entrepreneurs, uh, apparently, 43% Forty three percent to forty eight percent of entrepreneurs' marriages end in divorce. That's very high. That is high. And in divorce. Sure. Again, because of the pressures and struggles that come with entrepreneurship and the time that 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 is required. Um my friend always says to me, Ansela, I want you to be a businesswoman and not an entrepreneur <laughs> because she sees them as like really two different spaces where business people are really just concerned about profit. And entrepreneurship, in my perspective, has a little bit of social, um, um, a social link to it, especially in the context of Africa because you can't really do anything without taking care of the society because Ubuntu, right? Over, over just business. How do we help entrepreneurs not become part of the statistic of 43 to 48% of divorcees in the country?
0: Entrepreneurs love their business. They, they, they personalized it. It's not numbers, like you say. It's not numbers. This is something that, you, you know, an entrepreneur takes nothing and turns it into something and as a result that becomes their way that becomes their um you know we 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 really do give it a a a personality and we give it a um, um you know human uh qualities and that's where the problem is because if i have a baby if i have a child i expect my wife to love my child as much as i do which is kind of natural. It's normal. And and I take it as an affront if she doesn't. So, you're right. At some point, you've got to turn into a businessman. And that means literally being intentional about letting go. Let go. Bring in capable people. Um, who can gradually take over. And It's a bit of a blow to the ego. It's a bit of a blow to the, um, you know, uh, mm. to to be letting go of this of this baby of yours, mm. um, because you have a vision from day one as an entrepreneur. You you know exactly where you want to go you know exactly what you you want to see happening so to 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 let go of that means letting somebody else start steering it towards a certain direction so yes being intentional being intentional about it is, is 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 crucial you have to um just know it from the get-go, think it from the get-go, to say, at some point, I'm gonna to have to let go. Interestingly, it's the same thing that you do with your child. <laughs> that, you know, at some point, they, they, they have um, to, to, to grow their wings and, and they'll be bigger than me. They'll have a life outside of me. And I've gotta to learn to let go. And I've gotta to prepare to let go now. <laughs> for the future
1: yeah you know that 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 sentiment is actually reminding me of a conversation i had with crystal vise um founder of steinhoff pick and pay pepco shop group etc and i had a conversation with him and i was asking him how many companies he's had in his lifetime and he said to me i can't keep count because i realized that for me to be able to have a life i enjoy I have to start something, spend two, three, four years with it, and then I have to give it up. I can still be a majority shareholder and still earn money and dividends, etc., from it. However, I need to let go and let it become itself. But then I quickly get bored and I want to start something. But then else. that then allows him time in his life to take sabbaticals, to be with his grandchildren, his family, yes. and, and build. Because he's told himself, I'm going to start something and I'm no three years, this is my dedication and everyone in my life understands that. And I've got two years plus of just earning and I can do nothing and just focus on my family and then start something new. So that's like a really interesting way of doing it. I think uh, that is done with that.
0: Begin with the end in sight. Yes,
1: seven habits of highly effective people. Love it. Yeah,
0: because all that happens is um, as an entrepreneur, it never ends. Mm. It never ends. You know, um, I think that's what makes it that much more difficult. Um, you sit there and you go, I can't believe this is what the rest of my life is going to look like. Because as things stand, that's what it is. Um, there's only so much of this you can take. <sighs> Excuse me. But if you, like, like um Christo Lisa says, um, if you already know from the get-go this is going to be three years of hard hard hard, like slog for these three years we're gonna have to make some sacrifices you're gonna have to understand the late nights and early mornings and the this and that and me being away for this long and whatever but there is an ending to it there's an end goal in three years time I'm I'm back and i I will give you unlimited time. True, it's so much easier to to stomach that.
1: Even as a spouse at home, as you're a like, spouse, okay, yeah. let's do it. We're going to yeah. push. Yes, we've got two years to push, you're and then we've supportive. got our time. Yeah,
0: it's easier you can to support. support that. Yeah, with so much ease, yeah. so much ease, and and this is the reason why. Um, a lot of people struggle to eventually remove themselves from the situation because they get too attached. They get too attached. It's like, yeah. uh-uh. in their minds and in their hearts, nobody else can can steer this ship like they can. Like and it's untrue. It's never, it's never it's true. true. You're not. You're not superhuman. You're not. Um, a- Apple has done just fine without Steve Jobs. He's gone. He never took in time out. That guy would live at at Cupertino. He'd be there at the at the at the, at the HQ for sometimes for, for days on end without even going home.
1: And and the quality of that. life is then impacted. When you mention that, I, I I get reminded of the. Um, Elon Musk's interviews that I I watching up about how hard he works and the amount of hours he puts in, then it brings a question around the impact of entrepreneurship to the quality of life of the entrepreneur. So much that I had to sort of question it for myself and change my perspective. Had you asked me a year ago even what kind of impact I want to have in the world, it was going to be very huge. I want to employ 3,000 people by the time I'm 40. I want to do this. I want to leave my footprints on the sands of time. Still true. However, now my number one answer is I want to live a happy life. I want to be happy. That is my goal, to be happy. And everything else is secondary from my happiness. So sometimes as entrepreneurs, we grind so hard for this legacy that we want to create and this impact that we want to have in the world forgetting that this is the only body we have and yep. the only life we have
0: and the only time that we have um, your loved ones will, will just as much remember the happy times, the laughter the, you know uh, how you made them feel the, the things you used to do together, the this the that, uh, that is a legacy, all on its own. Look, it's great to not be suffering through life because you know there, there was uh, your parents left you a will and not bills. Um, that that's great, it's fantastic. But some people take that and take it to that other level where there's just never enough. There's never enough. They want to keep on, you know, uh, uh, 10 million is not enough, 100 million is not enough. I want to leave you a billion because I want to leave you money that will last for generations. But you're a total stranger. Your kids don't know you. They have no clue who you are. They've not spent in town with you. Mm. That's that's crucial.
1: It's very crucial and definitely to everybody watching make sure that you get the book by linda yende it's called wake up woman we're going to put some links uh just below so that you can know more about linda and the book itself thank you so much linda for coming really always always a pleasure from the cliffside boutique getaway this podcast is for all entrepreneurs leaders and genies who are looking to learn from those who've walked the path to success Thank you so much for your support and stay tuned to more Access Genie. New episodes drop every Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, on YouTube. Follow us on social media and share this podcast with your friends and your family so they too can be empowered. I hope you're living with a newfound source of energy to go after that life that you want. Good luck.